0: with Gary Adshead.
1: And indeed, it is International Women's Day today and there's a lot going on, a lot of activity. And one of the uh, events that's happened is the uh, WA Women's Hall of Fame uh, for International Women's Day. And indeed, uh, it's a proud day for WA Senator Dorinda Cox and, and by virtue of that, she's a Green Senator, so the Greens are pretty chuffed as well. Dorinda joins me on the line. Thanks for your time, Dorinda.
0: Thanks very much, Gary.
1: This must be a thrill to be sort of brought into the hall of fame
0: yeah it is it's uh, a very uh, great honor and I'm, I'm really excited to um, join such an esteemed group of women who have been recognized for uh, their work in the community service
1: now before you made that strange decision to go into politics <laughs> you were obviously <laughs> a, you were obviously a, a, a police officer can I just ask you know when how did that sort of come into your thinking to become a police officer when you were so young
0: Oh, my dad was a great uh, champion in that decision and uh, always wanted me to think about what my future looked like and uh, future career in policing seemed like a very stable environment at the time and something that he uh, greatly encouraged from a very young age. So I I moved into that, but very naively thinking that um, I would stay forever um, and and did not. So, um, yeah.
1: As a Yamaji Noongar woman, what, what was that like? To, to enter, you know, the sort of the, the blue family. What was it like for you?
0: Well, um, you know, the blue family are still I'm still uh, connected to in in different parts, um, but obviously, um, being an Yarramji woman, I uh, saw some of the uh, ugly sides of um, police and Aboriginal relations across the state, um, and you know, experienced racism in my time during my time in the force. Um, uh, not necessarily from other police officers, but um, from, you know, broader members of the public. And so there's a very big stigma that's attached to uh, working in an environment like that. And, you know, quite often everyone's got a bad story about a cop, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so I tried to get past that with you're trying to use my people skills and communicating with people that um, we get back to the core reason that, you know, police are, are there and that's to... Uh, seek and to provide help to people in the community
1: yeah and and obviously I think you stayed on for a, for a good decade in policing is it something that you left with with pride of what you'd achieved
0: look I, I look back at that time now and think um, during my younger years um, it, it served its purpose in me getting a good grounding particularly in the work that I do now in the Senate in providing an opportunity to look at legislation and the way that it operates and hits the ground and bounces back up to our federal parliament and the way that we develop policy and legislation is really important to make a difference to people's lives. And that's why we're here in politics in Canberra, where I am today. Mm. Um, And that, you know, it's really, it was a really important grounding experience for me and to look at how the machinery of government actually works. And so, look, I don't have any ill will about um, my time in the force. And uh, as I said, I still uh, have some of those collaborative relationships um, across the table with them.
1: Now that you're in federal parliament, I just wonder how you, as an Indigenous woman, First Nations woman, how do you how do you sort of reconcile the situations that we still see in places like Alice Springs and we still have the issues around some of the northern towns in Western Australia? We don't seem to be making much progress.
0: No, we don't, and I think that... Um you know, gave a speech in Parliament only a few weeks ago that this is symptomatic of trauma, trauma that exists over 230 years of a colonial process uh, that's been endured by Aboriginal people from across the country. And they're each at different um, junctures or different points in that and they're just having different experiences in that. So what we are seeing now is the impact for the younger generation. Um, What we have to do is, look at culturally appropriate and trauma-informed responses and solutions that are led by the community and working with the community to make sure that we both fund those but also exercise and and allow self-determination of what that looks like. And it's different in every town. Uh, I don't think from Carnarvon to Laverton to Alice Springs to Tennant Creek, any of those are are the same. Uh, They have different experiences and we need to take that on its merits.
1: Now, obviously, there was controversy around uh, Lydia Thorpe when she departed the Greens because she was having a different position and a different view on the voice to Parliament. You are now essentially uh, the Indigenous Affairs spokesperson for the Greens and you are very pro the voice. Was that strange for you? I mean, was that a discussion you had to have with Lydia, um, an Aboriginal woman, the two of you at odds? And can you explain why why there would be such a difference?
0: Look, I think that what we are seeing is this is a national dialogue about the voice to parliament and about the Uluru Statement of the heart in its entirety. And I'm a big, also a big advocate for all three parts of the Uluru Statement from the heart being implemented, and that includes truth and treaty. And I think that's where uh, Senator Thorpe and I both agree uh, wholeheartedly that there has to be a pathway to that. I think for me, the pathway used is securing a yes vote mm. in the referendum later on this year. Um, if we don't have a pathway to securing that through constitutional recognition, um, I don't want to be the person waking up on Sunday after the referendum with regret that we haven't reached that. And I think this is a once in a generation opportunity. I think we should be grasping that with both hands. And we should continue to have conversations that bring the diverse amount of views across both First Nations communities and people into the forefront of that, um, but also across broader Australia and broader Western Australia as a proud West Australian, I can say that I think um, we need to have a lot more dialogue about this.
1: All right. Were you concerned when you, uh, you probably saw Ken White, former Indigenous Affairs Minister in the Morrison government, he's saying that he's a bit concerned that uh, the yes uh, vote uh, movement is, is sort of sliding a bit. You concerned about it at this stage?
0: Oh, look, I'm not concerned. I'm meeting with the working uh, the referendum working group tomorrow um, with uh, Minister Burney and uh, Senator Dodson. Um, I you know I will be supporting their campaign in achieving a yes vote at the referendum, and I think that we should all be focused on that. Um I don't think from what I'm hearing on the ground that there is a huge uh, move away from that, um so I'm interested more in the polling. Uh, information but um, from my party's position we will be supporting uh, a pathway to yes and the pathway to uh
1: all right well look I'm going to let you go because I know you've got a busy day you can celebrate International Women's Day and of course celebrate your own recognition there as being entered into the WA Women's Hall of Fame congratulations and thanks very much for joining us
0: thanks Gary appreciate it
1: Dorinda Cox there a WA Greens Senator Uh, and, of course, uh, a recipient of the award, which puts her into the Hall of Fame on this International Women's Day. Now, look, I'm going to come back in a minute and I'm going to have a conversation about uh, what some people would say. I'm not sort of putting myself in this bracket, I can assure you, because I'm a bloke and I'm not going to do it, Uh, it is that a lot of what happens today, International Women's Day, is, is just tokenism. It's just an easy way to tick a box and say, well, we've done that. But it doesn't get to the real issues around inequality uh, for women and other issues. We'll, we'll talk about that with someone who's far more able to talk about it than me uh, after this. It's quarter to 10 right now. eight eighty two. if you want to join us and have your say any time today. Don't forget, we've got the Rod Stewart t- tickets. Rod Stewart will be playing all the hits uh, at Perth's RAC Arena on Saturday, the 11th of March.